All right, everybody, welcome back to Nerd Talk. We are going to discuss, you know, controversial film uh, in the DC universe, but today we're going to be talking about Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman. And today I got my friends Todd and Gavin. Todd, Gavin, welcome. How are you guys? Hey, Micah, doing well. Thanks for having us. Yep. Uh, thanks for having us on here. All right. We're going to dive right into Batman versus Superman. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode on Man of Steel, um, which kind of kicked off what we know as the DC universe. Um, Todd and Gavin, what were your thoughts going into this film? Did you guys like how they kind of pieced the first scene together of Batman versus Superman, kind of like on the tail end of Man of Steel? Um, or did you dislike it? Could it have stood alone? What were your thoughts just going into this film? Um, Todd, we'll start with you. I, I like that uh, that beginning part, kind of seeing the same events from that sort of ground perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it, it kind of comes out of the gate sort of showing Bruce Wayne's connection to those events. Um, and yeah, I, I, I thought that was that was that was pretty cool. And I think they they were pretty consistent with what had happened towards the end of Man and Steel and kind of what you were seeing from that other perspective. It seemed like it was pretty well connected there. What do you think, Gavin? Um, I, I think that second perspective really just added a lot both to Man of Steel, like looking back on that movie, it made it feel, um, made it feel a little better. And also it just, um, it gave such a good, um, grounded intro to, um, the movie. It gave an explanation for why Batman wanted to stop another event like that from happening. Just seeing what happened to Jack and the people at his company's building, he couldn't let something like that happen again. So in other words, Gavin, you're saying Batman was right for being upset with Superman and, and he was he was right as a as a superhero to be angry at Superman. I think he was right to be angry at what happened, but not necessarily at Superman in particular. Like he could be mad at the event of the like the destruction of Metropolis. He could be mad at that for happening, but Superman didn't really deserve that hate i don't think i'm just trying to see if you see which side you'd take batman or superman i'm just messing with you um todd would um i i just you know i the whole metropolis thing kind of threw me for a loop you know when i went and saw this in the theater back when it came out in 2016 i was a little bit confused because you know bruce wayne batman is from gotham right and so like i was confused as to like okay when i first saw this like is it gotham or is it metropolis like obviously bruce wayne is a billionaire and he can go anywhere he wants and have probably has you know companies and buildings all over the world but you know it was a little bit confusing um to see what was going on and i was like oh it, it's superman uh, at the beginning of the film and they're kind of like you know picking up where they left off at the end of of man of steel so you know speaking of batman um this was the first time that we got to see ben affleck be bruce wayne slash Batman. What were your guys' thoughts of kind of the seasoned veteran, the older version of Batman uh, in the film? Gavin, what did you think of, of Ben Affleck in this movie? Um, I, I thought Ben Affleck did an amazing job as Batman. I thought he, um, he just, um, he delivered a very um, convincing representation of a Batman who, I think he's been Batman for 20 years at this point. Um, in this movie and like mm -hmm. the way he has conversations with Alfred about how, how few people, um, or I think says how few good guys there were and, uh, even less of them who stayed that way. 
mm. um, over the time that they've been in Gotham. And I, I think he just did a great job as Bruce Wayne, at, which Bruce Wayne doesn't really change. I think he's still the same um, overconfident billionaire, but Batman is definitely, he delivers a weathered um, Batman who's seen too much in his time, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, we've talked about it in other episodes here at Nerd Talk, but like the different iterations over the years of Batman slash Bruce Wayne, you know, Michael Keaton, I think was a solid Bruce Wayne and a solid Batman. Um, Val Kilmer, in my opinion, was a better Batman than a Bruce Wayne. George Clooney, eh, he wasn't very good at either, in my opinion. And then Christopher, or, uh, Christian Bale, I thought was a great Bruce Wayne and a great Batman. But for Batman versus Superman, I thought Ben Affleck was a really, really cool old version of Bruce Wayne. I thought it was cool to see Bruce Wayne kind of old, veteran style. You know, he's seasoned. Um, he's kind of got the Batman thing figured out at this point. But like, it was cool to see a different take on Bruce Wayne. Because in most of those uh, other versions of Batman, the Batman movies, Bruce Wayne was younger. He was charming. He was, you know, charismatic. He was always trying to get the girl. This one, it seemed like he had been there, done that, right? And so for me, it was it was really cool to see a different version of of Batman. And Batman, you know, you guys, I've told you guys this numerous times, but Batman is my favorite superhero in the DC universe. So, Todd, what were your thoughts of Ben Affleck's performance in this movie as Bruce Wayne and or Batman? Uh, I liked him as both. Um, really, I agree with you know kind of reasons you guys you guys had already mentioned. Um, and uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of liked sort of his uh, sort of his investigative side plots as well. I think those kind of worked. Um, you know, a lot of, there's obviously a lot of that going on from multiple characters, but um, yeah, no, I I I, I, w- I was pleased with it. I didn't really have uh, you know a, a bias for or against Ben Affleck being cast for that, but I thought he delivered. I thought I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of his suits in this movie? Did you like the suits? Like, I know that. Um fellow nerds right uh the suits got kind of a bad rap in this movie like the and this is so little right but like the the ears on his suit um they were shorter they were smaller but like i remember when they the pictures leaked for this film they they were given you know the costume designers all kinds of crap because they were like this isn't batman like and it was a whole new logo right it was completely different from the, the dark knight trilogy um, it was a new logo. It was a new suit. The ears were shorter. What were your guys' thoughts about the suits uh, for Batman? I, I, I like the suits. Um, I thought he kind of looked more jacked, more solid, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of the, like, like an up to, like updated tech, you know, kind of more like military grade, you know, that, that kind of, yeah, it will definitely work for me. Um, what about the one versus the, when he got to the fight with Superman? Were you guys the, with his eyes lit up and stuff. Um, what'd you think of that one, Tom? I mean, that's probably the one that's fresh in my mind as, as you okay. asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one in particular. Um, and I, I noticed too, after that, after that scene, he kind of goes back to more the uh, street fighting Batman suit when he gets back and, you know, back in the rescuing Martha and, and uh, that, that piece of the movie. So, I mean, there, there's probably a, a loss of agility with that big suit, you know, but I mean, that's just, that's just great. I, I really like the look of that. Um, Gavin, what did you think about the suits for Batman in this movie? 
Um, I think regarding the ears thing, I, I think um, I don't see why there's a problem with the ears being shorter. Cause I mean, that would make more sense with him in combat anyway. But mm-hmm. um, I, I thought it was kind of interesting the way ha- um, his suit is lighter than like Christian Bale's because Christian Bale's is like all black, but um, his has some gray in it. I think that was kind of interesting because he's not like a, he's not less dark of a character. So I didn't think the costumes had any sort of like um, introspective meaning into him. But um, I thought that suit that he made for the fight with um, Superman, it was, um, it was really cool looking. It, he was a heavy hitter with that. He was really bulky and durable. I, I think he looked really sweet in that. Yeah. I think, I think why they gave the, the suit such a bad rap, if you wouldn't even call it that was like, if you go back and watch the Michael Keaton Batman's of the eighties, early nineties, like his, his ears on his suit were like three inches long. Like they were really long, right? Go back and check those out if you haven't, but like, and then um, recently I was watching the dark Knight, you know, Christian Bale's take on it um, on TV a couple of weeks ago. And if you notice his face, like the mask that he wears of Batman is more rounded. Um, and it's just, it's, it's different. Right. And so like, even um, I think it was great. I thought it was different. I thought that it was okay. Like there was no, I, I had no long-term, you know, issues with like the suit and whatnot, but I thought it was cool to see um just a different take on the suit and a different take on the logo. And if you read the comics, right? Like if you look at the comics, like how many different versions of the Batman suit are there? Like there's, there, I mean, Bruce Wayne's a billionaire, right? Like he can make as many suits as he wants, you know, thinking about it out loud right now. But um, yeah, I thought for this movie, it was really cool. What did you guys think of his Batmobile in this movie? Like, was it, was it cool? Was it, was it, was it too old school looking? Was it, you know, kind of a hodgepodge? Gavin, what did you think of his Batmobile? Um, I, I think it, it looks like a nice blend of the, like, the classic Batmobile from, like, the 1989. The, like, just the, it was long and it was flat for the most part, but um, it was also super bulky and it had enough weapons on it, too. Sort of, it was like a mix between the Tumblr and the classic Batmobile. It, it looks really cool and it, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they needed a break from the Tumblr, right? Post-Christian Bale, the Dark Knight trilogy, I think, you know, it was cool in the moment. It was cool for those movies, but like they needed something new and it was kind of cool to see them revert back to um, the older version, making it modern. What did you think, Todd? Yeah, it was like, yeah, I think the Batman tech was just overall was, was, was goodness. It felt updated to me. It felt modern. It felt kind of more fitting for, you know, a modern billionaire's um, capacity to just weaponize. Um, (laughs) Not that uh, I have any comparison for that, but uh, yeah. Um, speaking of comics and we know that, you know, Bruce Wayne, you know, who's Batman, his parents die. Um, and we know how they die. They, you know, somebody shoots both of his parents. Did you guys enjoy how they told the story of Bruce Wayne's parents death in this film? Like it was, I thought growing up, I knew, right. Reading comics again, um, seeing different versions of the Batman over the course of time in my lifetime, but like, um, it was it was it was a different perspective, right? It was almost like they shot it from the guy who shot them, 
like his perspective, right? Like they, you see the gun and you see the pearls break off of his mom's necklace and you see them die and get left for dead in the alley. And then you see the funeral, right? Like you see them carrying their caskets to the mausoleum um, outside of their, uh, outside of Wayne Manor. What were your guys' thoughts of, of his parents' death? Todd, what did you think of that? So I guess maybe the thing that um, I was uh, kind of stuck with me a little bit was that it almost seemed like he kind of falls or he gets, he gets into the cave with the bats and it almost seems like that happens right after. I don't think that it does. I think it's sort of a, maybe a sort of a dream sequence sort of intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, it, it kind of his identity with, 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 with the Batman, you know, character itself. Um, so that, I mean, that kind of struck me as a little bit different because I, I don't think they were you know, portraying that as that, that he ran off right after that happened and, 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 went into the cave but it's the kind of the way they intertwine that was interesting i thought gavin what did you think about it um i i think the opening or well it wasn't the opening scene but the scene with his um parents getting killed um that was just uh it kind of set the tone for um ben affleck's batman later on in the movie because um the, it's just this uh they never really explain what the criminal's motivation is and I think that's okay. Like they didn't need anything like that. Like they did with um, both um, Batman Begins and the classic Batman. I think um, they just set it up. He was a criminal and he um, killed them. They didn't need to explain why. And I think that set up Ben Affleck later in the movie as, um, which I mean, obviously people, this is said and Lex Luthor says it later in the movie. He says, I don't hate the sinner, I hate the sin. Mm -hmm. Batman hates the sinner and the sin. He goes after all criminals and all crime throughout mm -hmm. this entire movie. He's not the superhero fans, Batman. He's yeah. a darker Batman. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think what I'm getting at, like, and we talked about it in an episode, you guys were on this one a couple of weeks ago when, when we talked about Man of Steel, but like, um, you know, the music is very emotional during this scene, and we talked about Hans Zimmer in the Man of Steel episode. Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL were at this film score. But I think what makes that opening scene with uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, seeing his parents die so emotional is just to see how that is portrayed through the music. And I, I just felt it fascinating. Like, there's so many different directions you could have gone with this film. But, like, just I think it was just kind of a refresher to see what all he had went, went through. Um and just to tell his story again, just to remind people of where he came from and, you know, why he is the way he is. Um, you know, it, it's just very, very powerful. Like, it, yeah, I, I thought it was a cool take. It was a cool take to see um, Bruce Wayne, you know, see his parents die, almost from, again, the shooter's perspective. And uh, when you see his mom's pearls break and, you know, the blood spill in the alley, it's like, it's so powerful. Um, it's just... It's horrible, but it's just a powerful emotional moment that really gets the movie going, right? For um, it's a great way to start the film off. Um, speaking of characters and 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 other you know characters within the DC universe, um, we get the introduction of Wonder Woman in this movie. This movie. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot plays uh, Wonder Woman in this film, and she, you know, she's, this is her debut, and obviously she gets her own couple of movies, and then she's in Justice League. But this is the first time we see her. Um, what were your guys' thoughts, Gavin? How'd you feel about Wonder Woman in this movie? Um, I, 
I think at the beginning of the movie, Wonder Woman, she didn't really feel, she didn't really do much at the beginning. She was just sort of this elusive person that um, Bruce Wayne was sort of tracking. And she was more of like a, not really a nuisance, but just a, not really a main concern for him. But then she, she obviously shows up later in the movie. She um, sends him that, uh, or well, Bruce Wayne sends her that email. Um, and I, they bring her in at the end, but I feel like at the beginning of the movie, she didn't really do a whole lot for it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think this is, you know, we talk about it when we do uh, podcasts about Marvel and how they, they do a great job of sprinkling characters in and you don't get a whole lot of them at first, but then you'll see them in maybe another project and they'll, they'll show up here and there. But I think with this um, being the debut, you know, you're right, Gavin. I don't think we got a lot of her in the beginning of the movie, but like, I think they were just setting her up for that final battle slash what was to come in justice league. So um, obviously they were getting ready to have a justice league movie with the end of this movie. You know, they pick it up right where they left off with, um, Batman versus Superman, but Todd, what did you think of Wonder Woman in this movie? Um, I I definitely liked her being involved in that 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 last fight scene. Uh, early in though, I I I kind of wasn't feeling that the the way they sort of sprinkled her in. I mean, I I think it makes sense from a story standpoint, but when you kind of start, I know I know we've maybe talked about this before, but you know when you get into these these movies that are hitting the three hour mark, you know. You want everything to kind of matter and to to sort of be worth your time in a sense. And, um, you know, some of that I thought was maybe a little bit of a distraction early in. Um, but I mean, overall, I, I do like I do like her character. I like that she was in that final battle scene. But when you start looking at that that runtime, it's like, OK, what could they have maybe done without? And maybe some of that could have gone away. <laughs> Well, that, even even the the Bruce Wayne scene that I just referenced a little bit ago with like the 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 killing of his parents and stuff and the funeral and the back and forth with Bruce's story, like you could have cut that out and I would have saved 15 minutes of the movie, right? And then I was telling you guys, I was texting Todd the other day when we were getting ready to do this episode, but like I went to go throw this on just to kind of watch it again while I was getting ready to to record this episode. But I think that we um we have HBO Max and I texted you, Todd, and I was like, Do you guys have HBO Max? And you said no. And I was like, Wow, I, I I threw on HBO Max and I could only find Batman versus Superman the extended cut. They didn't have the original one on there anymore, and the extended cuts three hours and seven minutes to three hours and two minutes. And I'm like, man, these movies are so long. And I think that Marvel was doing the opposite approach now, where they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right? Multiverse of Madness was like two hours and thirty six minutes. Thor: Love and Thunder was like two hours and seven minutes. Um, but I think Marvel, or I'm sorry, DC is taking the opposite approach in there. Getting longer and longer and longer, um, you know, Snyder Cut Justice League six hours, something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, do you guys like the realism of this movie? Do you guys like how they included um, governments and, and and worldly things? Um, one of my favorite things about the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy was the sense of realism of Gotham City and how they made it feel like a real a real life thing that like this stuff could come to life anywhere we are and we could have superheroes and we could have villains and you know vigilantes and things like that. What were your guys' thoughts of the realism of this movie? We'll start with Gavin. Um I I think the realism in the movie um it served a purpose at the beginning. It really um uh, like the conflicts 
that were going on like with um Lois Lane in um I don't remember what country it was, but she was in the Middle East and um she was with that uh CIA operative that was there with her. Um I think that the government served served us more of a tool for um like in the movie. In the movie, the government was more of like a tool for Lex Luthor to use to sway the peoples and Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent's like views of each other and um, views of Batman and Superman. But um, I think that the government and um, the realism, or well, the government in that realism, it was definitely um, introduced to the world by Superman. Like if it was just a Batman movie, that's not going to be involved because Batman isn't a world changing hero. But bringing Superman into that mix had it forced Batman to step out of his his stomping grounds, step out of Gotham, and deal with things on his own. Hmm. Todd, what did you think? Uh, I watching it kind of more recently, and and you know maybe I I didn't really enjoy this as much in the previous viewings, but I kind of enjoyed it more this time actually. Kind of seeing uh, Lex Luthor's interaction with the with the Congresswoman from from Kentucky, and uh, you know some things with the press, how they were trying to manipulate the press against each other and, and some different kind of things going on there. It, it and even was, against Superman again, they kept, they kept trying to put Superman out of the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was, yeah, I, I kind of, it was more interesting to me to this last time I watched it than I think maybe previous, uh, previous views. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 I kind of get that. I don't know how well that translates for maybe some younger viewers that, you know, are, you know, uh, maybe as skeptical about uh, <laughs> how government works or, you know, uh, you know, the, the press or, you know, the, the powers, uh, you know, that they kind of work that way. But um, I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought it, thought it was well done. Yeah. You know, I think you brought up a great point, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit. What did you guys think of Jesse Eisenberg's rendition of Lex Luthor? Like, was he a good villain? Was he a good um, mastermind behind what was going on? Um, you know, trying to push the buttons between Batman and Superman, like trying to get them to go against each other, which it worked for a second, right? Like they were really at each other's throats and then, you know, eventually they, they worked together. But what were your guys' thoughts of Lex Luthor in this film? Gavin, would you, I feel like you got a lot to say about Lex Luthor. You, you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but what do you guys think? Um, I think, uh, which Lex Luthor, he was uh, definitely a different take on what you'd expect Lex Luthor to Lex Luthor to be you almost you almost think of Lex Luthor as like a like an evil Bruce Wayne like an evil corporate um or not really corporate but like an evil um genius uh um I don't know if he's a billionaire or he's definitely very wealthy but it was cool to see him as like this quirky um weird mastermind almost but um his plan definitely worked to turn Batman and Superman against each other, but he got, he got lucky that Superman didn't just talk to Batman right away and uh, not try to fight him first to uh, tell him about Lex Luthor in the end there. Yeah. Cause Superman would have just shot him up through into space and he would have died. <laughs> I mean, it's, he would have snatched him up and he took him to space and it would have been over. Uh, or he would have snapped his neck like he did Zod and, and Man of Steel. Um, Todd, what did you think of, of Lex Luthor? 
Uh, I, I actually liked, uh, I liked uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal in this. Um, I, he was an interesting pick. Yeah. I, that's not someone I would have, would have thought coming out of the gate. Yeah. They're going to, you know, cast him for, for this role, but uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I thought um, he was kind of a, you know, I don't, I don't want to say he was, a, you know, any kind of kind of comparison to a Mark Zuckerberg or anybody like that, but, you know, kind of very, you know, obviously exaggerated extreme version of someone that has those kinds of, uh, you know, abilities and high intelligence and just really off the rails. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed his portrayal. Yeah, I would agree. I think he, you know, you Todd, you mentioned like the Senator, like how he was able to kind of manipulate her. I thought he was really good at like pushing people's buttons. Like he was really good at being super awkward and, and, and knowing who he was and, and kind of knowing that role when it was, it was kind of awkward at times, right? Like where he, when he pushes the Jolly Rancher in the guy's mouth, like I, I'm like, what a creep. That guy is such a creep. Um, and again, like Jesse Eisenberg would have not been the guy that I would have thought of as Lex Luthor, but like he, he definitely portrayed the, the creepy, uh, narcissistic, you know, push, push your buttons, you know, getting your face and you know, definitely think you could get away with it kind of person. And, you know, like Gavin said, he's lucky the Superman didn't get to him sooner. But, uh, I think that, yeah, I thought it was an interesting take and I thought he did a good job. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, but do you guys think that Batman had a right to be mad at Superman? Um, I, I think uh, Batman had, well, well like I said, uh, Batman had a right to be mad at the issue. I don't think Superman deserved all that hate because obviously the Zod incident wasn't, that wasn't really his fault for that happening. But um, I think he he had a right to be um, concerned about Superman's powers. But I mean, obviously Lex Luthor was twisting those facts against Batman, like with um, the bomb at the Capitol, Capitol building at the hearing, Lex Luthor made it definitely made it seem like Superman was responsible for that bomb with um, the Wayne in, or the Wayne employee, um, I think I, if you take that part, I guess Bruce Wayne, with the facts that he had, he did have a right to be mad at Superman in part. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts in the whole movie, like during their feud, is when when Superman comes down and sees him and he says, consider this mercy. And then Batman's like, do you bleed? Like, <laughs> that's probably my favorite 15 seconds of that entire movie. Um, Todd, what did you think? Um, so yeah, that, that was one scene that scene you just mentioned, actually, that, that, I guess I didn't, that didn't stick with me before, but I mean, Superman basically tells him, Hey, you're, you're, you're done. You know, if they, if, if, if Gotham calls, you know, business is, is, is you know, business is closed, you know, don't, don't take any more calls here. You need to, you need to, you need to hang it up. So, I mean, that was, you know, that, that was a little bit of motive, you know, a little bit more than I remember uh, from, from previous viewings of that. And it's like, well, I mean, that, that, that was a bit of a challenge from Superman, which I, I just, I, I, I don't recall, you know, that happening before, but I could see where that would, you know, kind of ruffle some feathers there. And, and, you know, on top of the other, some of it, you know, sort of 
fake evidence that that Luther had put out there and and things to to motivate him. I mean, I'm not going to say he was completely justified, but you could see why it you know why his motivations went there. Yeah. Um, I you know I I agree. Um, if you watch the beginning of the movie, right when when it's it's showing Metropolis, you know, kind of being destroyed because Superman's trying to get rid of Zod. Um, but it's like any superhero movie, right? It's like you think about the Avengers and Captain America Civil War when you know the government gets involved and they're like, you got to sign these peace accords so that you can, you know, or sign this treaty so that you don't, you know, the government can get involved and basically tie your hands of being superheroes and destroying everything on earth, but you're at the same time, you're saving people. It, it gets kind of messy, right? So like it, it's, it, it makes it incredibly difficult, but like looking back on it and watching it again recently, you think, you know, Batman's mad because Superman's down here saving the world. Yet Batman's doing the same thing. It's not on a level of Superman because Superman is basically God, like a God, um, and has all these crazy powers uh, and can do things that aren't of this world. But Batman's basically doing the same thing, but on an earthly level. We talk about it, you know, in other episodes of Nerd Talk, but like, you know, you've got all these street level heroes like Spider-Man. You got like the Defenders, Daredevil, other, you know, iterations of of characters uh, who fight on a street level, but they're not in a world or I'm sorry, a, a space kind of odyssey feel like guardians of the galaxy, for example, or captain Marvel or, you know, Thor like Superman is on that level, same level where he's, you know, flying all over the universe essentially. So, um, you know, the movie's called Batman versus Superman. They had to have some sort of reason to be mad at one another. And you wanted to see who was going to win uh, going into this film. Who did you guys think was going to win? Or if, if at all, if you guys had to vote, who would you, what team would you have been on? Team Batman, Team Superman, Team Luther? <laughs> well, I mean, I think on the surface, it's hard to, it's hard to bet against Superman just because his powers seem somewhat infinite, you know? Mm. Um, Unless you I, get kryptonite. Ex- exactly. So I, I, li- I really liked, you know, how that, I mean, you know, the, obviously the movie's building to this battle between the two of them and it's not a very long battle but i really liked how they did that i like that they put that twist on to where wayne just kind of you know batman just sort of outwits him with with weaponry and 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 kind of gets him you know gets superman to the point where he can you know he can't finish him um mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty a pretty nice twist what about you gavin which team would who, who do you think was going to win this when you when you got into it well, so I think what has happened now is that they're almost always going to make Batman at least get a few hits in just because he's the underdog. They're not going to have Superman win every time there's an iteration of this just because that's what you'd expect. Um, but um, I'd say I was expecting, I wasn't expecting Batman to completely overpower Superman when I first watched this movie. Um, I, I thought maybe he'd get him a few times, but they'd end up having the truce because Batman would realize that he couldn't beat Superman. Like I, I forget. Um, I think it's called the, the dark Knight returns Batman. He, um, he could have beat Superman, but he has to back out f- just to preserve himself. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was just, it was really cool how they set him up to perfectly like train and prepare for that fight. One of the things I liked in Batman versus Superman, specifically when they start fighting, was how much Batman prepared for Superman, right? Like you see him like getting all the stuff together, all these weapons. He wore, he wears a, a, a heavily armored suit. Um, you know, it's, you know, he does his homework. Right. And so I thought that it was a cool touch. Um, it was crazy when he run he runs into Superman with the car with the Batmobile and he just kind of like the, the Batmobile just kind of like bounces off Superman. Like it, they made each other look incredibly strong in this movie. Um, it was just, it was cool to see, you know, as a Batman fan, I want a Batman to win obviously, but as, you know, after seeing Man of Steel and seeing how powerful Superman can be, you know, and knowing Superman's, like Gavin said, his limitations and his powers, uh, I'm sorry, Batman's limitations and Superman's powers, um, obviously you think Superman's going to win, right? So towards the end of this movie, they're fighting. Lex Luthor is pushing the buttons. You know, they get to the point where, uh, you know, they're fighting, and it, and it looks like Batman's gonna gonna kill Superman, right? And then they bring him to the Kryptonite, and uh, he says Martha, and you know, uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Um, oh, yes, thank you so much. I was thinking of her like real life name, um, Amy. Grant or whatever, or not Amy Grant, Amy, Adams, Amy, Adams. Amy Adams. Thank you. Amy Grant. Talk about throwback worship, Todd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy Adams. I was thinking Amy Adams, but anyway, um, Lois Lane comes in. She's like, that's his mother's name. Did you guys think that that was cheesy? Like I, I looked at my wife when we were in the theaters and we watched this movie. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're beating the crap out of each other and they're going to be besties now because their mothers were both named Martha. Are you, are you kidding? So it's hard for me to watch that. What were your guys' thoughts, Todd? Yeah, um, that it's it's it is kind of yeah, it's kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, and, and I have to admit to you know I I've got kids obviously, so I've seen uh, I've seen sort of the Teen Titans Go take on that scene, which is which is great. If that if, if you happen to see have seen that movie, um, but uh, they do a pretty good job with that kind of just spoofing that whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's they not 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 a good twist. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Lois Lane showing up, I think that that fit and that was kind of a, you know, uh, um, a, a nice sort of way to turn it around. But yeah, the, the whole Martha thing. Yeah, not not a winner. Gavin, what did you think? I mean, you like this movie, but what did you think of that moment? Um, so my issue with so with that moment, it's. I can understand Superman saying save Martha and it'll stop Batman for a second just because it'll throw him off. Cause you know, he's completely locked into beating Superman. I can understand it like catching him off guard, but in the movie, the way he like completely freaks out when Superman says that he stops going for Superman at all. He just starts like going on about Martha. Like, you know, why'd you say that name? But um, I, I think it just they shouldn't have had him completely blow up about that. Like maybe Superman says, uh, save Martha, Batman stops for a second and then Lois comes in. They shouldn't have had him 
uh, stop everything he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have done without it personally. I think that they got a little carried away with that and they probably could have told a different story, but you know, the fight scene was cool. The build to that was cool. Um, have you guys seen the extended cut of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. So like there's a lot more that's told in that story. I mean, obviously it's longer because it's the extended cut, but, um, there's just so much more to the movie. Um, what did you guys think of the final battle and Superman's death? Did you guys see that coming? Um, what, you know, just give me your thoughts. I mean, you, you, we, you said earlier that we didn't get much of Wonder Woman, but we got her in this final battle with her Batman and Superman, you know, fighting off. Um, it's not Lex Luthor, but it's his, uh, what's that guy's name? Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday. Thank you. Wow. Gavin, you're saving me today. Um, I was thinking of the guy from the Incredible Hulk, but that's not it. And we're talking DC and not Marvel. So uh, they're fighting off Doomsday and then, um, you know, Superman takes one for the team and, you know, gets stabbed with the kryptonite and dies. What were your guys' thoughts of the final battle in this movie? And, you know, yeah, just what would you think, Gavin? What did you think of the, the final battle? Um, I mean, obviously, Doomsday is not a good villain at all. He just... <laughs> <laughs> DC, we're we're having some bad luck with the DC villains. Yeah, I D- DC has such good villains to pull from, but they're just not executing them well. I don't think. But anyways, uh, Doomsday. It's like if they could have at least explained what he was doing. Like, did he have since he was from Zod's body? Did he have Zod's mind, or was he? Did Lex Luthor creating him? Did that put in some form of AI like? Um, Jor-El's AI did it put in some form of that but like an evil version into it if they would have given some explanation for him besides this creature that just wants to destroy they in like the fact that he can't even talk makes him just like a a mindless um villain that just does not really feel like a villain he just seems like a creature that they have to beat at the end and I mean I didn't really see Superman's death coming when I first watched this. Um, but that really, uh, that hit really hard when he, um, when Superman saved him or sacrificed himself at the end, just like when he grabbed um, Doomsday's like spike or whatever, and just pulled himself closer to Doomsday to finish the job. That's just really powerful. I think the way he completely sacrificed himself for everyone else. It's mm, a good point. Um, I thought it was cool at the very end of the movie when you see the casket lowered into the to the ground, and then you see the dirt kind of just lift up, and then that's how the movie ends. That that was really cool. What did you guys think of that? Did you guys were you guys okay with that? Where you're like, oh, there's no way Superman's dead. Like Todd, what did you think? Well, yeah, it's it's hard to believe that any of these characters are ever really dead <laughs> uh, that is in, so true in any universe right uh you know uh, not excluding anything here um but yeah no i i, I liked that I, I liked that sort of that somber ending to it um you know you kind of they, they they do a good job in this movie of kind of giving you sort of the world's um 
you know, embracing Superman and kind of how he gives people hope. And, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a very, um, uh, it's a, it's a very sort of a, sort of a dark, uh, place that, you know, that the world goes to because, you know, there, there's sort of their sense of, you know, um, hope and, um, you know, uh, just a lot, a lot tied into him more than just the, just the deeds that he's doing, you know? So you, I think you, I think you kind of get a feel for that as, as they're, as they're sort of, you know, laying him the rest temporarily. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm good with kind of where the movie went with that. Yeah. Um, I was okay with it. I thought it was a cool effect knowing that justice league was coming. You couldn't, you couldn't not have a justice league movie without Superman. I mean, it's just like, and at this point in the DC universe, like we had, we hadn't had very, uh, we, we didn't have very many characters built in the bank, right? We had Superman, we had Wonder Woman and we had Batman. We didn't even have Flash. We didn't have, you know, Aquaman or any of the other characters that we're going to be introduced to in justice league. Um, cyborg but like it's just you know he, he there was no way he was gonna stay dead like there's it's just like it would have been kind of pointless like what were you gonna have a justice league movie with just batman and wonder woman and nothing else and then they go and recruit other people um i just thought it was you know it was cool it was cool to see him die but not die and them have that effect where the the dirt gets kind of lifted at the end of the movie and you're like yep it's about to get crazy because they're gonna have a justice league movie um last question as we kind of wrap up our time together um if you're if we're rating this film you know it's it's controversial and you know we we did we didn't even get to really scratch the surface of of this movie it was long not being the extended cut but um if you're rating this movie one being the worst thing that you've ever seen and then 10 being the greatest film that you've ever watched what what would you rate it gavin we'll start with you um I'm gonna have to give it an eight, not not an eight and a half, not a seven and a half. It just it's an eight. Um, I feel like just the the few flaws in the movie, like the Martha and Superman not explaining the situation to Batman right away, just immediately knock it down a couple of pegs. But overall, an eight. That's a eight out of ten. Todd, what about you? I'm gonna go seven. Yeah, seven and a half, probably seven. Yeah. Any reason why you gave a, a lower score than Gavin? Um, I mean, some of it might just be sort of the sort of the length of the thing. Um, I mean, there may have been a little bit too much complication with the the the, the plot kind of building the the conflict with with Superman and Batman, and maybe they could have done without some of that. I mean, like I said, watching it again, it was interesting to me, some of the, you know, the, the different pieces they put in play there, but, um, you know, the first time through, it's really a lot to follow, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How some of these plot lines are supposed to tie together to, to, to build the, the hate between the two of them. That's one thing that Marvel does way better than DC. Um, they're really good at building storylines and tying those stories together and crossing universes and, you know, branching it all together. Um, DC really could take some notes. Um, for me, I would probably give it a six, five and a half, six. Um, it's just not my favorite movie uh, for multiple reasons. The extended cut is better than the actual, the, the regular version. Um, I still think Man of Steel is better. I think Justice League is better. It's just okay. I'll watch it once in a while, but it's just an okay film for me. 
So um, I know that we didn't really, you know, get to to dive in and do more of a deep dive into the movie because there's so much to cover. But was there anything else you guys wanted to to bring up, Gavin? I know that before we started recording, you had mentioned, you know, there being this being one of your more favorite movies um, within the DC uh, universe. Any, anything else you want to bring up or say or? I know that you write stuff online for, for different movies and things like that, but do you want to say uh, anything else? I just, I think Ben Affleck, he still has potential for them to use him in future DC projects, but even in this movie, they're just, I'd say he's one of the best parts of this movie and there's just not enough of him in the DC DCEU right now. You mean Wonder Woman wasn't like being in there for like 15 minutes? well i i mean i think the wonder woman movie was all right but um the first one was the second one was yeah, the, the second one was terrible mm-hmm. but yeah i i i still want to see more from batman and superman wonder woman i'd be okay with if they don't make another useless terrible movie like the second one but yes like, todd is there anything else you want to say about it uh no no uh I'm, I'm good. All right. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, had a lot of fun talking about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, and if you want to follow us uh, here at Nerd Talk, we are on Facebook and we're on Instagram. But the majority of our um, our traction with social media is on TikTok. You can follow us uh, at Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead. And we are posting content every single day. We're posting questions. We're posting prompts. We're posting um just all kinds of fun stuff. So if you want to follow us there and interact with with us there, uh, please do so. Give us a follow and like our stuff and engage with us there. So, um, and if you want to, you know, hear a, a certain topic uh, brought up in our podcast, we would love to hear feedback from all of you. But uh, other than that, we will catch you next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>